Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 283 of She Podcasts. I am your co-host, Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, the ever-flexible Elsie Escobar and the super happy-go-lucky do-anything-on-the-spur-of-the-moment type spontaneous guy, <laughs> John Germingo. Woohoo! And much maligned and attacked, I might add. Welcome, much welcome, maligned. welcome. So happy that you're here with us today. Oh my goodness. I didn't, was I, there was no show with me last week, right? I wasn't here because I was at the beach. What, or it, no, we did no. do a show. We, we did, do a, did show do a show last, last week. two weeks ago. Absolutely. Yes. Oh my gosh. So before we get started with all of the chaos that we have experienced. We don't have to talk right? about any because, of that. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I have experienced chaos that I would like to share at least a little bit in my oh, life. Okay. But alas. Um, we have a new sponsor, and I'm so excited to welcome Jolaika Lentigua-Williams with Yay! hashtag podcasting seriously as our sponsor. And mind you, I fell in love with this specific series of webinars. I actually attended one of her webinars that she put out, and I was so impressed with the presentation, with the marketing of it, and the focus of it because... Let me just tell you the the course itself or the series of webinars are called podcasting, comma, seriously. So what she's really focusing on is not necessarily a how to podcast kind of thing that you see a lot of the time, or you see like how to launch your show, or you see how to make money from your show. And it's all from the perspective of online businesses, like as an entrepreneur, right? Like the way that we even started or like a, kind of like a thing like B-School and things like that. There's a lot of people who do that. Jaleika is actually coming to this from the perspective of being a journalist, being in a production person for a long time. And she's really teaching how to, whether you're an independent creative or somebody to make a career move there's the differentiator, a career move into podcasting. This is for you. So part of it is that she's actually teaching in how to build a career in podcasting seriously versus I just want to create a podcast because I just thought this idea is what was coming up. So she's actually going to lay the foundation, not only as an independent podcaster, but also to really catapult anybody who wants to be an editor who wants to be somebody who maybe is a podcasting VA or maybe somebody who wants to be the person who gets like uh, guests for people and stuff like that to really understand it from the perspective of the podcasting industry. And again, I took one of her webinars. The amount of wisdom that this woman has is out of control. So do we have a link, Jess, that we need to send people to? Yes, it's podcastingseriously.com. 
go to our show notes, there will be a link in the show notes to go directly to sign up for whatever's there, uh, the landing page so you guys can really figure out what's going on there. There's a webinar starting on September 19th. It's at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, and it's called Alternative Ways to Measure Your Podcast Success That Aren't Downloads, which... That's right. Oh, my God. Very there exciting. Was an angel to speak into this, it would be her. So, and she will give you beyond the kind of information that I've shared. So if there's a lot of you guys who have, who have worked with me specifically or have heard me talk about download numbers as a way to not measure, but actually I, I do talk about all of this stuff. She has a whole other layer of data that you can look into as well. So please go forth and educate yourself. <laughs> yes. The end. Please do. Okay, so moving right along. And thank you, Julika. We are super excited to help you promote your course. So yeah. thank you for trusting us with it. And now I guess we will move right along to the news. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. My goodness, Jessica, I added this. While we were troubleshooting the new setup. I read this the other day and it's so annoying. Well, it's not annoying for us. <laughs> Why not? Because. It's annoying Lipson, in general. From the beginning mm -hmm. started to filter out these things. So let's talk about this. Oh, so this is, a, okay. this is an article from 9to5Mac and the title is Apple Watch Podcast Download Counts were too high, now being corrected. And part of this is due to the fact that there is a certain behavior that is not a bug. It is a feature from the Apple Watch, which is meant to be, if you're using Apple Podcasts app and you have it on the phone, the way to make it easy for you as a consumer, as somebody who listens to podcasts, is for it to automatically, every time you put the phone into the thing to charge at night, it automatically downloads the episodes that you need to have in the your phone, phone or so the watch. that you mean the the Apple phone. Po uh, Apple Watch Apple Podcast the watch. yes not the phone. Apple Watch not okay. the phone sorry okay. Apple Watch sorry I, it's okay yeah. the watch. Apple Watch when you were when yeah. you, yes when you charge your Apple Watch at night it automatically will download the episodes that to like have them there so when you want to listen you can listen them. But that means that it's doing that regardless of whether or not you listen in your Apple Watch. So let's say you, because of course you're subscribed to She Podcasts, and you have your behavior of listening to She Podcasts on your phone or on an iPad or on the in the car, you know, with your iPhone or whatever, and that's the way you listen, but you also have an Apple Watch. Then that means that there's going to be a download for wherever you're listening in your, you know, other device. And there's also going to be a download in your Apple Watch. But you're not going to listen in your Apple Watch unless you do listen to your Apple Watch. But regardless, it's going to be downloaded. So this is why there are certain companies, podcast companies out there that were saying like, you know, I don't know, I think 20% of the downloads are now coming from Apple Watch. And it's a new place where people are listening. And in fact, that wasn't people. That was just the watch. <laughs> downloading your downloads. <laughs> but Libsyn actually 
noticed there was a difference when there was an update to one of the watch OSs and they started to see this behavior and they asked Apple about it. And this was way back a, a while ago. And they asked Apple and they said, well, this is happening. Um, we feel that these aren't actual downloads. Is there any way you can, you know, filter these out or this is what's happening in terms of the behavior? And then they said, well, this isn't really a bug. We thought it was a bug. It's a feature. And so it was like, oh, okay. So this is going to happen anyway. So Libsyn made a decision to start filtering the Apple Watch downloads in the first place. So they were never counted. They just took them out from the get-go well, since that happened. And then they shared this information with some other hosts saying this is the behavior of the Apple Watch. It is kind of a little bit skewing some download data. And this is what we're doing. There you go. And even though some... Uh, podcast hosts knew this, they sort of decided not to do anything about it because everybody wants more, right? More, 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 more downloads. And so now the IAB has come together and recognized that this is essentially not good data, I guess, because it's not really reflective of audience, of actual audience that's listening to a show. So there are going to be some podcast hosts out there that are either working towards IAB certification or are already certified that are going to have to now start to turn this filter on. And that's going to start to happen in October to give the, the podcast host time to communicate this with their audience so that it doesn't become a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. still a shit show because just counting downloads, I swear to God, I've been waiting so long for the industry to stop doing it it is not even remotely an accurate way to measure audience there's no way to accurately measure audience i mean just like there's no i don't think there's a real way to measure any media audience television right. newspaper i mean yeah you can say how many people subscribe to a newspaper but that doesn't mean they're reading your ad there's no guarantee there same with tv so it's all stupid Right. But and I alas, stand by though, that statement. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like you can measure downloads. I don't have my people measuring downloads. I just don't want people to equate downloads with people. A download does not equal a person. That's where my thing happens. I like to see down. I think downloads are a great form, one great form of measurement, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a human, right? Just because you get 50,000 downloads doesn't mean you have 50,000 people listening to your show. Or 100 downloads, it doesn't mean you have 100 people listening to your show. In fact, if you have 100 episodes and somebody comes in and downloads your back catalog, you would have 100 downloads for one person listening to your show. So you can't count that. Unfortunately, um, we're going to have to revisit this. I, I have a feeling, Jess, in almost every episode because people on in the group will be going, have your downloads gone down? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? First so, of all, I just want to do a very quick shout out to Patrick because it's his first day back to school. Patrick Keller, oh, Patrick who's our Keller. very loyal listener right when we record. So, hey, yeah. I'm super Patrick. excited for him. And I see Matana is in there also watching yeah. the first time. Yeah. Love, love. Shout, shout out, yo. Shout out. Anyway, yeah. that's it. Let's move on with some Spotify news, I think. Joe Budden is taking his podcast off of Spotify because the company is pillaging his audience. Well, guess what? 
That was the point of paying you. Da-da-cha. The whole reason Spotify goes after Michelle Obama, Amy Schumer, Joe Rogan, and yourself, Joe, is because they want your listeners. I didn't think it was that on you know it shouldn't be that confusing what do you think your content what do you think the people at spotify were so taken by your show that they had to have you get a grip brother okay joe budden one of spotify's biggest exclusive podcasters is leaving the platform he and his show will no longer be exclusive to spotify after september 23rd he says in his most recent episode while seemingly suggesting it may not be available on spotify at all he says, I cannot tell you where this podcast will be, but as it stands, I can tell you where it will not be, and that is Spotify. He took the announcement as an opportunity to scorch Spotify and detail his history with the company, which in the years he signed his deal, has become a sizable competitor in the podcast field. He claims his show exceeded their audience reach expectations by 900% to the point where his listeners has, have crashed the platform. But he's never received a bonus. The company wouldn't allow him and his team to take vacation days on Christmas and New Year's. Those sons of bees. <laughs> because that would have required them to miss two episodes. But the company won't pay them actual bonuses. It offered to give them Rolexes. Fuck you, Spotify. <laughs> Only to hey. say the watches they picked out were too expensive. What? Oh. Well, listen. It's just that this is a whole other model, though. But this is kind of like what we, we've been talking about. This is... Again, you're right, Jess. It's it's it, it feels like this is not what Joe Rogan got. Like Joe Rogan got like a licensing deal and also billions and millions of dollars. Like Right. But I mean, he gets to do all the things. He gets to Joe Rogan gets to be Yo, Joe Rogan and do Joe Rogan the way Joe Rogan wants with his Joe Rogan-ness. Yeah. And got money for it. Yeah. Except he had to leave YouTube and any and wherever else he was hosted because there's no RSS feed now. So it's just Spotify. Oy, so he right. it's a licensing deal where he's going there. I think that that's what it is. Whereas it feels to me that, I mean, in the way that he's saying they wouldn't allow me to take Christmas and New Year's off, I was like, that sounds like you're have, you have an employee, employer. It sounds like he's working for Spotify. I mean, yeah, I, he's I clearly not happy with them because he couldn't get a bonus and they wanted him to pick a watch. And then when he picked a watch, they said it was too much of a watch. I mean, what the hell? Whatever. I mean, they're saying like they really want to keep him and they offered him, quote, a considerable offer, one that was significantly larger and many times the value of the existing agreement and reflective of the current market and size of his audience. So perhaps... It just wasn't as big as Joe. And that maybe hurt his ego. And I don't know. It might be hurtful to some people to not get as much well, money. Well, sure. Sure. Of course. I mean, as Joe referenced on his show, we made him a considerable offer. Oh, because Joe said something, I guess, about, about, oh, sorry. They're both named Joe, meaning Budden. Sorry. So he just says, you know, every, not every, everyone's not looking to feed the soil. Some are just looking to take their fruit. And I guess that he feels like yeah. they've taken his fruit. And uh, don't care if he is continuing to sprout fruit. So he's going to go take his fruit somewhere else. I think that's that a shame. It's just, but this is going to be such a big thing, especially because people, some people are getting into podcasting because somebody's paying, you know, okay. We that's know right. how hard it is to make money already. There's lit it's literally about the top 10% of all podcasts, which is still a substantial amount. It's about five figures worth of podcasts out there that are actually making a living in podcasting, right? So that is a thing. 
But then we're getting now to a real narrow place where people who may or may not have wanted to do a podcast uh-huh. are being pitched to do a podcast and get paid, which is, I would say, what, maybe less than a handful of people mm-hmm. <laughs> who are getting that. And now we're going to be looking at having some royalty or non or used to be royalty coming into podcasting or at least negotiating a deal because Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, it seems that they're going to be offered a, a Spotify mega deal for exclusive podcasts. So here's somebody who, and then, then I kept thinking about it. And I'm like, why can't they just do it themselves? Right. I mean, do they even know they can? I mean, that's my thing. Like, I wonder what do you if mean? they think it's kind of like a movie where they're like. They just don't know how. It's so much easier to have it done the way that they're doing it, though, right? What do you mean, have it the way that they're doing it? What do you mean, do you know if they can take it somewhere else? Why do you think they think they can't? No, what I'm saying is, don't they know that they can actually just do it? It's, it's what I'm saying. Like, they're being paid, so they're getting offered all of this money to create this content. And then so Spotify is essentially their studio, right? And they're helping them build their audience and their, but they're giving up so much by doing something like that. Whereas I think that even just starting a podcast on their own with even hiring somebody that is has a production company, maybe a smaller production company, can do a very, very good job creating a media empire outside of these larger negotiations because that is going to be of much more value. Preet Bharara, one of my favorite podcasts where Stay Tuned with Preet, he essentially partnered with a production company that helps him get the stuff out. He has a membership thing that he does. He started making money by doing appearances. He has ads in his show. Now he's expanded into a network. He's now starting to bring like political people onto the network and it's his. It's essentially his. He's (laughs) doing it. Right. I mean, if you're going to have an interview show and he has a co-host like you, you and I, Oh, he does? It's really not that hard. There are very many capable people who can uh, do this. <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of on his side, but also I feel like maybe he's being a spoiled, a spoiled person. You mean Joe, not Preet. Yeah, Joe. yeah, Joe. Joe. He's be- yeah. I think he might be. Maybe he, he might be. But you know what? This it, I don't think it's going to go away. And he he might be. But also, the sc- like I posted on Twitter that I was kind of sad that Michelle Obama's show was only on Spotify because even though I really want to listen, it's so outside. And, and you know, I'm a hardcore listener. Mm-hmm. I mean, I listen. It's so outside of my everyday listening to have to think of going to Spotify that I haven't listened to another episode other than the one she did with Barack Obama. Like, that's it. Just I haven't you listened have to, do to it another in Spotify? One. That's the only reason? It's because it's in Spotify and I don't go to Spotify. Uh-huh. So it would be awesome if I could just subscribe to her show and have it be where I am. Hmm. That's it. And okay. then so I posted that on Twitter and it's possibly the most responses I've ever gotten on a post mm-hmm. of everybody going, I absolutely agree. People who I didn't even know listen to podcasts <laughs> were like, you're right. I totally don't. I missed it. I, I The last episode I listened to was the one with Barack. Exactly what I did. It's like yeah. this huge list of people. I got it retweeted. 
all kinds of stuff. But there are people that will go out of their way to listen on Spotify. You just happen to not be one of those people because you have many other deeply ingrained listening habits. You are correct. Other people don't have. And most podcasters are that way. They've been listening to podcasts for years. They have their favorite right. app and everything. We just, I'm interested to see what happens when Joe goes to spot Joe Rogan goes to Spotify, because I know one person who listens to him all the time. Who's not this guy? So you're just not. Gonna- <laughs> but the same thing happened when Howard went to Sirius. You either move or right. you don't. I mean, I didn't for a couple of years, and then I did. So right. And I think that that there's something to be said about that. And I think that the unfortunate thing is the fact that you have to go to all the places. That said, now that I have all the almost all the places in terms of um, streaming uh, video platforms that I didn't before, like I was one of those people. I'm like, I'm not going to pay for anything that's not Netflix. Like I, I'm just going to do Netflix and that's it. And then. Amazon Prime came into the mix and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I have these two places. This is neat. And now I have Hulu. And it's like, and it just keep, but I think, mind you, my our lifestyle now is so much at home that it sort of forces you to do stuff like that. But I can see how I might be more open to it, but it takes time. Like I didn't, I started listening or watching Netflix and became a, you know, a subscriber, like, I don't know, three, four years ago. And I just now subscribe to Hulu. So it I think it takes time for people to sort of be okay with adding another membership to something that they think is worth doing. So we'll see. If they can stick it out in four years from now or three to four years or now for now of now, we'll see. <laughs> Sorry. Why are you laughing? What happened? Nothing. You just sort of tripped over that a little bit and I found it amusing. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I am an amusing person. You are very amusing. Very amusing. Okay, so I just got a text. This is completely off topic, so I'm very sorry. I just got a text from my husband um, that my daughter is on the front page of the fucking newspaper because – So today is Overdose, International Overdose Awareness Day. And so they had an event over the weekend. Her friend Val asked me if she could post Emily's picture on this tree that they're doing. So I was like, sure. And then she sent me a picture of the tree, and it's, like, really pretty. Yeah. Well, then – you know, Scott just sends me the fucking front page of the website and there's her face. Oh, right my the gosh. Cover. If you go to DelawareOnline.com, you can <gasps> see it. I mean, this is just for most of the people listening today. I doubt it'll be up when it goes live. But still, that's you fucking crazy. You have to crazy. take a screenshot. I did. I did. I'll, I'll show you. Oh, my gosh. And we have to put it in the super Girlfriend is always on the cover of some shit. Even in death. Even in death, she's she going to be surprising you. And you remember that whole thing up. with her pants? Yes. <laughs> Like she got I, coverage with her pants. She, you were like she, on the she news. She was in the LA Times for fuck's sake. I know. It was crazy. Okay, anyway, sorry. Okay. That- <laughs> sorry. I mean, we only have like 10 minutes to talk and we have 18 stories and I'm like, but Emily's on the cover. Sorry. Are you kidding? That's so special. Especially that she just popped out. I mean, come on. Okay, cool. Fuck, I'm sorry. I, that totally distracted me from what As I was- it should everybody. Anybody yeah. in your shoes would have been distracted. I certainly understand. I'm sorry. I blame Scott. Oh, so I know, but I'm embarrassed. Yes, you should. <laughs> I do. That motherfucker just distracted me right mm-hmm. out of Emily. my How dare he? I know. He knows I'm recording that motherfucker. Right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now on to one of my very favorite people in the world, Dr. Ginger Campbell, who does the Brain Science Podcast. She's done it for over 10 years. It's wildly successful. And she has written a very interesting book called Are You Sure? The Unconscious Origins of Certainty. 
And the book explores the implications of one of the most surprising recent discoveries in neuroscience. There's overwhelming evidence that most of what our brain does is unconscious, perhaps as much as 95%. It's not just outside our conscious awareness. It's also inaccessible to introspection. Think about what that means, that we can't even reflect on what might be motivating us to do something or something else. So neurologist Robert Burton explores the implications of the discovery in two recent books. And then Dr. Campbell shares his findings and expands on it and makes these ideas accessible to readers of all backgrounds. So why am I telling you about this? Because Dr. Ginger is super excited about the book coming out and would love to talk about it on all different types of podcasts. And if you think about what our society is going through right now, it's really relevant to any topic regarding politics, decision-making, mental health, exploring how this information can impact our attitudes towards ourself and other people. Any show that, you know, talks about the scientific method, psychology, health, personal empowerment, you know, and basically it's about why people struggle with uncertainty, why we can't make up our minds about stuff, especially right now when every, it seems like everything is on the line and you don't know who to believe. Very, very relevant. So the book is available on brainsciencepodcast.com. The way to find Dr. Ginger and invite her on the show is brainsciencepodcast at gmail.com. And Elsie and I would really like you to call her up, invite her on the show. She's a fascinating, fascinating person. Even just her own personal story is fascinating and is quite relevant to the topic as well. So she would love to tell her personal story, talk about politics, talk about mental health, talk about health and wellness. It's really, really interesting. So we highly recommend that you check her out. So thank you so much. And the end. And the end. And I think that what what we're going to do now is we're going to move to some tool tips. Elsie's tool tips. I don't think we've talked about it in this show yet, but there is a new tool in town, which I think for me is going to be possibly a fundamental tool to suggest to people that are just starting out that don't have that much gear. Yeah, not that much gear and not that much money. It's called the Zoom PodTrack P4. And it is lauded as a complete podcasting studio in a portable format. And so the way that I kind of saw this thing is that it is like the Rodecaster Pro, which I adore, but it's mm-hmm. squished, it's like small. Mm-hmm. And it's about the size of uh, a Zoom H6. Like um, if you guys have seen that, it's a, it's kind of a small a rectangle. Like well, how many candy bars would that be? It would be like really fat, giant-sized Hershey's bars, like mm-hmm. Hershey bars, like three of them stacked on one top of each other. That's about the size of this mach- this thing. Although the um, Hershey bars would be heavier than this device. So it's a little plasticky, a little bit on the flimsy side in terms of the way that it's the hardware itself is constructed, but the functionality is insane. So you can have up to four XLR inputs in your my in there. So that means you can cre- you can record up to four people into this thing. You can also add a phone call to it. So you can connect your phone via TSS TRSS. Is that a, the, TRSS? I think that's what it is. I think so. TRSS. You can have your phone in there, so you can bring in phone calls. So you don't really have to even me- mess with like things like Skype and Zoom if you don't want to. But you can also 
bring in Zoom or Skype into this and have different um, tracks for your thing. You can also use it as an audio interface if that's the way that you want to use the machine itself. And, but here's the thing though, it's $199, which is very, very, very good for all the things that it gives you, which is essentially what the, the Rodecaster Pro it gives you all of those things. Oh, and it also has a little pad to add your music and your audio fun things that um, John has. It has four uh, options in there that you can put like your music and your transitions in there. Um, it's so much smaller anyway, the than Rode- the other one though. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. The Roadcaster, yeah. like the Roadcaster Pro is like su- super huge. I can really see this as the perfect solution for most podcasters that are wanting to start kind of low mm-hmm. and or have limited space because the Roadcaster Pro takes up. I mean, the Roadcaster Pro is about that big, I would say. Like, mm-hmm. Someone you know, is asking us to repeat the name. It's the PodTrack, P-O-D-T-R-A-K-P-4, Zoom PodTrack P4. And Elsie yeah. is hugely into Zoom. She yes. loves all and the this Zoom is, mics. So. This is really great. And it's this one um, does not – I do not think that it has a built-in mic. I may be wrong, though. Actually, no, it does. It does. I've seen the – I'm going to put a link for the YouTube video that I watched. That's really, really cool. Also, Dave Jackson just did a full-on walkthrough through the thing, and it was really good as well. So you can hear the difference in in using it. It is – for me, it's mind-boggling. The only time that you really wouldn't use it, I think, is if you are a hardcore video person who is creating video outside of the screen, meaning outside of what we're about this this right what we're looking at right now, most Zoom things that we're looking at each other. That's fine. But if you're doing like video, actual video production, you have your video camera, you have an XLR camera, and you're going in the field or you're doing it outside somewhere else, I wouldn't really use this because there are better products for that. But for a podcaster, this is like, I have got to have this thing because then I can try, instead of packing up my Rodecaster Pro, I can just pack up my little, my little PodTrack P4 and take it with me. And essentially with that, that's $199. And with like a um, Samsung Q2U, <laughs> you'll, it'll be less than $300. Stephanie says, I am drooling over this tool. <laughs> it's funny because I just happened to, I just happened to picture her being like, I know like, like this. Her. <gasps> I only get this. Oh yeah, my and- God. He got a haircut for school, you guys. Oh my gosh. Look at this perfectly Hi. little round head. Ready to start kindergarten tomorrow. That's amazing. You want to say something kindergarten? into the... Yes. Can put on wow. headphones? You can't put on the headphones, but you can just say something to the audience if you would like. What up? Say. What, do you what say? up? Hi. Hi. I like your yeah. haircut. It looks very nice. You like my new haircut? She said, yeah. She I do said she love your haircut. haircut. It looks, it looks really great. Nice. You look so big this and handsome. Is, I really like my new haircut. I think it's from a Mexican lady. She sounds Mexican. Does she sound Mexican? <laughs> Maybe she, Hispanic. But she was a white person. Okay, don't touch the mic. <laughs> don't touch that. Whatever. He has his mother's mic technique. It is passed <laughs> down from generation to generation. Hmm? I know, Michelle's still here. Go say hi and close my door. You smell very strongly like onions. <laughs> you ate two As what? kids do. Lollipops. Yeah, you don't smell like lollipops. Mom. You smell like a sub shop. 
Mom, that's because I got a lollipop from the butcher. Oh, that explains I got the, it. I got the orange one, and I got the blue one from... Wonderful. The okay, I gotta oh, finish up here, buddy. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Okay. Oh, my God. That is so cute. He oh got God, the he perfect... so cute. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the pod track, Drooling. Please see the link in the show notes. It is not yes. being sold as of yet. It okay. is coming out. I believe it's going to be released soon. But for $199, sub $200 for the kind of um, power that you can get from that thing, oh, my gosh, it's going to be part of my – all the tickets that I'm going to be putting out. All the tickets. Yeah. All the <laughs> we have tutorials to... and things that I want to put out there. Yeah, man. So, I'm excited. Yay. Listen, we have to rush because Elsie has a meeting. So we have to – cut everybody short including our fans but sorry i just had to put that in there's jewish guilt there's no good reason <laughs> for it at all but listen before we go we want to talk to you about produce your podcast because tracy deforge and the team at produce your podcast help us so much with the production of our show they help us get our email out they're helping us do some of the other you know like the show notes and the stuff that elsie refused to let go of but finally we found a team that she could trust and we're very very happy as a result so please check out produceyourpodcast.com if you need some team around your show Oh my God, is that it? I think that's it. And I just want to say shout out to Holly. Seriously, shout out to Holly from Produce Your Podcast yes. because this weekend was really, really hard for me. It was a very challenging weekend. I, I barely got the episode out and she just emailed me as we were recording. She's like, where's the final show notes? I'm yeah. like, oh my God, here they are. And then she goes, do you want me to publish the blog? And I'm like, yes, please go do it. I to totally forgot. Yes. I took the episode out Let and all go. the other things. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. So thank you, Holly, for keeping us going. Yes. I so appreciate you have our back. Yes. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to find us on social, you can find us at She Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find our website, which is kind of the bare minimum at the moment, but it's at ShePodcast.com. All of our show notes will be there in the episodes as well. You can also buy yourself a t-shirt, ShePodcast.shop. Thank you all so much for listening. We love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>